All right, welcome to another Pick Johnny's Brain. This is where we take the time to answer your questions. What's going on in your mind? What's happening? If you've got music business questions, artist development questions, recording questions, producing questions, exposure questions, how do I get more people to listen to me? This is the place you come to. Send your questions to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com and put pick Johnny's brain in the subject line so it gets into the right folder. If you haven't done so already, please download the free PDF informational copy, 21 Biggest Reasons Why You Don't Have More Fans. This is a general overview of what's happened in the music industry and how to get your head right and, and deal with the new platform, which is digital. It's completely free. It's your gift for just playing our home game. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com, and tell us where to send it. It's all yours. So today's question comes from Chris Scheller, or Scheller. I think it's Scheller, so forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Chris. And this is, uh, man, this is a pretty, I love this question because it shows some artist development stuff's happening and changing and he's got some really relevant questions here that I thought you know what when you guys send in these questions to me it's probably not just you that's thinking about them it's probably everybody else so we can be more relevant to you with the content here's the letter he sent he said hi Johnny I recently started working with a pro studio and some high quality musicians to help me with recording it has led me to wanting to refine my brand and I'm struggling to make a few decisions. <clears throat> I've released two previous EPs that are not as polished as my upcoming releases. Because of this quality difference, I'm considering either shelving my old stuff or maybe keeping a few selections. Some of the material is also stylistically different, so I am concerned that the style change could confuse the listener. Love this, by the way, that you're even thinking about this. This is good marketing brain. This is good stuff. He goes on, I can gradually evolve later, but I believe it's important to establish a consistent sound. My other dilemma is branding two types of artists. My original music is online and can reach anyone in the world, while my live performances are solo acoustic pub gigs, all performed locally. My originals have a full band sound, while my gigs, remember they're just acoustic, they're just me. My originals can be somewhat dark and edgy at times, while my acoustic shows are a fun mix of 80s and 90s covers. While I'm one person, I really have two different solo acts. One idea I have is to create a new persona or band and put all the new high-quality work under that name. This might create more of a mystique and professional appearance, while my existing social media can focus on the local stuff. My concern would be that this approach would require starting from scratch with socials, and I can also foresee struggling to find enough content to post consistently. Chris, man, these are good questions. You are asking asking really good questions. So here's my answers. Let's start with the old music and the new music first and, and talking about rebranding. This is a very subjective question that needs to be answered by, I think, professionals. Because if you listen to the first Metallica record that came out, like the, the first one that came out on Megaforce, I think it was Kill 'Em All, and then you listen to the second Metallica record, which is Ride the Lightning. 
and then you listen to Black. That sound is a lot slicker, but the band was ready, clearly, on the first record, Kill Em All, because they, even though it's a lot more raw, it was still, like, musically, it was there. The band was there. So the the level of con- of the content, the, of the competitive competitiveness of the record was was definitely there. While music can be subjective, it can also be objective. We're working with an artist now who their first release was like all done in these like home studios that were like eight tracks or whatever. And they were they were produced by the band themselves and it was their sort of first effort that they put out, but the recordings are not competitive at all, quality wise. It's not that they're raw or not they're just not competitive I, you know the the arrangements aren't great the it was a it was a first effort it was their first attempt at recording and it made it was important that they did that it was an important stepping stone but if somebody heard about the band and went and discovered that first it's nowhere near the quality of the second record and so I'm talking quality so back to the Metallica example that first record that 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 Kill Em All record, you, if you're a Metallica fan that came later in life, you might not like it because it's raw, but the quality is there. The playing, the performances, the arrangements, the energy, everything is there 100%. It's just a much more raw recording. If you go back and listen to the first U2 record and the second U2 record and then compare that to the Joshua Tree, you'll hear that as well. It's it's much more raw, but the band was ready to record and the recordings are solid. The performances on the recordings are solid. So these are subjective choices that were made by the band. Uh, some of them, I can guarantee you that Metallica's subjective choice of the rawness of Kill Them All had a lot to do with the budget that they got. It was nowhere near what they spent on Black. But... Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the band was all there. Everything was all there. All the pieces were together. So I, there has to be a, like a minimum bar of quality of the performances, of the arrangements, of the the song. Um, the song quality just has to be like this minimum level of like kind of blow your mind stuff. And then you'll inevitably have the artist begin to go on this journey, this pro journey. But prior to that, if these are the kinds of recordings, these previous EPs, where maybe you had local guys playing and your friends, dog walkers, cousins, third sister has a boyfriend who's got a recording rig and a couple mics and he wants to help you out. And that was the kind of project that it was. Then I, I would remove those because this band that we're working with now, I co-produced the record. That first effort that I told you about that they produced themselves was, you know, it was them playing and they weren't ready. The performances aren't great. The, the, the engineering isn't great. The production isn't great. The mixes aren't great. And the song choices aren't the best. So, you know, I'm going, we're going to remove that from there to make sure that nobody can see that. And if there's some songs on there that they like, that they want to keep, there, there might be one or two gems in there. They're going to need to record, re-record them because the level that they were at was different. So I would tell you that while certainly Metallica was a different band on the Black Album than they were on the Kill 'Em All record, and certainly U2 was a different band and more polished on the Joshua Tree record than they were on that first record, uh, which I failed to remember right now. Is it Sunday, Bloody Sunday? Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. that still the musicianship was there the production was there the performances were there they were intentional and they were very well done but different sounds so if you're talking about rebranding or or at least just eliminating some of that old stuff where you were just learning how to record learning how to make records learning how to 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 be an artist Get rid of that stuff, I think. And I don't know that you need to rebrand, essentially, like coming up with a different name. I think you should use your name. I don't know, you know what name you're going under, but um, I don't think an alter ego is necessary here. I think you can, can just continue to do that. It, it beca- and the reason I'm saying this is because the language that you used, Chris, was really... Um, you talked about this new pro studio with pro musicians and you've got much more high, higher quality recordings. I'm thinking that these first EPs are probably pale in comparison as far as the minimum bar of, of quality is concerned. But that said, that's your choice, but that's probably, you know, something that I would consider. And then I wouldn't keep any selections if that's the case, if they're, if they're kind of homespun and there's, in the, the maybe it's a drum machine and not a real drummer, or maybe it's um, you know, there's just stuff that's not jiving. The pocket isn't there. It's it's maybe it's all over the place a little bit, wishy washy because you were just learning. You know that's okay, but if that's the case, I think you scrap all those recordings, you take them down, never to be heard from again, and you re-record the gems that you like, the ones that you like. Now stylistically different. Not sure how much of a stylistical change there is. You know, if you went from Raga to country, uh, that's something different. If you went to a more slicker style, um, I think that's a question that I, nobody could really answer without hearing it and maybe just giving you some advice on it. Maybe on this one, you give me a call, we set up a consultation or something, and we I listen and we kind of talk about what we think. So as far as the two types of artists, um, this is a really good question because I think a lot of 
pro musicians are out there making miracles happen, playing cover songs, and then they're using this to try to grow their audience and to try to stay in the game and become, you know, get paid to be, to learn to be better musicians while they're working on their original stuff. And on that note, I I, I would say no. I, I don't think you need to redo anything. I think that um, there is... Uh, you know, if you're doing that fun 80s and 90s stuff, that's okay. That's cool. If you're one of those guys that kind of has a following for that, like you, there used to be this guy in Lake Geneva that just sold out like all these bars and he would come into the pub and it was just him. He was like a one man band and he'd have like literally this massive Tupperware thing full of, of, of all kinds of like maracas and, and, uh, tambourines and different stuff. And people would sing along to all the songs and they just got drunk and had this great time. Like, if you wanted to brand that as something different, maybe, um, I, you know, I don't see a problem with that. But but um, the but you're right. I mean, the, the other point here that I want all the climbers to listen to is he's like, OK, and if I do split these two brands and personas, I got twice the work and twice the content I got to come up with. And so he's paying attention to that and, and really putting some serious thought into it. So I don't know. Again, I, I'd have to hear that. I, I, I don't I mean, how much stuff do you have? Uh, from your from your edgy stuff with the acoustics or from your from your acoustic live shows that would demonstrate that it's a cover song i mean if unless it's like a live thing where people are going crazy then um sometimes you can do subtle tweaks where maybe you put one of your new tracks and you put that to a recording of you playing acoustic to the video you sync that to the video of you playing acoustic if there's a crowd full of people having a good time that's a good thing for you to have, I think. So that's where I stand on that. I think um, you, for right now, just try to keep it in one area and try to you know keep one account and just try to grow that audience. And maybe it's time to, to archive the old stuff that you had that is not... Um, up to the par of what you've done now because you it sounds like me like you've crossed through and entered into a very uh, a very professional uh, area here that you you know you've you've grown you've eclipsed you've 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 come out of your cocoon of amateur and you're now looking at this with a new set of eyes and I think if it's bothering you that old stuff because of the performances because of the engineering because of the production uh, then that is something you need to address. But I'm quite sure that while Metallica looks back at um, Kill 'Em All and sees, man, we are much better songwriters now than we were then. We have done some amazing things now that we weren't doing then. But that was still a really well done record that was very professional. The performances, the engineering, the mix, it was all great. And it was a snapshot of where they were in time. And that you don't want to lose. You want to keep that. So I hope that helps you, Chris. Uh, once again, if, if you got questions like this, please send them into info at daredevilproduction.com. Put pick Johnny's brain into the subject line and we'll get to them. Read them on the air, discuss this. And we try to pack it all into 15 minutes here to make sure that you guys get some good, good information. Download the free informational PDF, which is, uh, 21 biggest reasons why you don't have more fans. It'll just get your head straight on exactly what you need to do to think about the digital world and how to break on digital. There's a lot of things that have changed. And if you're playing the game the old way, it can do, it can cost you a lot of money, a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of heartache. And this is just going to get you uh, factor on straight. So it's free to you. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com and tell us where to send it. J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com. 
Thanks for listening in. We'll see you in two weeks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.